What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger. It's number 460 here on Tuesday, May 23rd. Uh, let's get things started. The news breaking this afternoon that Ron DeSantis will officially declare his candidacy for the presidency of the United States tomorrow. Very interesting that it's going to be tomorrow evening, and he's going to be announcing it in a Twitter space with Elon Musk. Oh, wow. And Elon's going to be apparently doing a non-scripted interview with him. And that'll be at 6 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. It's really going to be the first of its kind that's done this way. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, things are going to heat up and we'll be here to cover it all. Already, the Trump camp is saying that it's a super out-of-touch way to be announcing for president. Mm. And I'm like, um, you mean mm. the fact that he's going to get millions of people to watch this live? Yeah, exactly. More people are going to watch this on Twitter because it's going to be running off of Elon's account and it's yeah. going to be displayed to everybody on Twitter than what if it was on TV? Yeah. They're like, well, he's not announcing it to a crowd of, of people. And I'm like, well... Someone sounds out of touch. But it's well, not. It's not. Ron now, of course, it's a gamble yeah, here, yeah. right? Like this hasn't been done before. But I think it'll be great. I like it. I yeah. like the idea, yeah. and it's, it's something new. It sounds like Elon Musk is going to be doing an endorsement. I'm not sure of that 100. Oh, percent But old man. It, I mean, the fact that he's hosting him, you yeah. know, it, it sounds like. I mean, I'm, that's a massive in-kind contribution, anyway. Well, and he's also made it known before that DeSantis is the guy he wants to be president. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I don't see a problem with it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure that the TV networks are still going to try to carry it live in some fashion. <laughs> it's certainly going to make a bigger splash than Tim Scott announcing to a room of 100 people yesterday. Like, if that's what we're going for yeah, here, then... Really. Um, so, that's going to be very interesting. Of course, uh, the Democrats are treating him as the real threat because, of course, they want Trump to be the nominee. Yes. Now, we can argue about the merits of any of that, and we're going to have plenty of time to talk about 24, so I don't really want to dive into it too much today. But I truly believe, and it's my opinion, that, you know, I still love Trump. I think he's awesome. But to think that he serves us a better chance in the general election is just crazy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, people say, well, DeSantis, you know, is a globalist. And this, no. Yeah, no. No, and and first off, right? They're they're attacking uh, DeSantis today for wanting to reform Social Security and Medicare. That's one of my favorite things about him. Yeah, the fact that he's the only one saying what needs to happen here to get our uh, federal budget anywhere near under control. We're having this debt argument right now. The number one driver of the debt and deficit is entitlement programs in this country. Yes. So perhaps it's time that we as conservatives say, wow, maybe we need to take a look at this. Yep. Right? Like, uh, uh, there's just so much about this. And DeSantis is very popular down in Florida. I was down there last week. No one had a bad thing to say about him. Everything that I heard was great. He's and then and then the Trump camp is like, oh well, he's fighting the culture war too much. That's that's a bad thing to you, because yeah. to me that's a positive, right? Like DeSantis is the conservative candidate here, with with a populist line in him. Like, uh, I don't know. And now we went found it today that the Trump trial is going to be in March, Ugh. right when oh, primaries yeah. are in full swing. Yeah, like yeah, it's a bullshit prosecution. Of course, it's a political bull prosecution but having a candidate that's under prosecution is not exactly desirable regardless of how bullshit it is yeah 
Like these, these, these are just facts. Th- yeah, it is what it's. Like, it's what it is. As I said earlier today it's to a friend, I'm like, you know, I still love DJT, but if you take the blinders off, there's no way you could say that in a general election, uh, he gives us a better chance to fully win. Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is, right? Like that's that's just what it is. So we will certainly see. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to get very nasty. Already is. I'm not super interested in that. You know, I've been talking about that for a while. I think that the people that Trump has running his uh, digital operations are low-level amateur trolls. People like Alex, uh, whatever the f- his last name is, the B. Bruzewitz or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Laura Loomer types. I'm not interested in that. The team that DeSantis has around him is a team of professionals who have a track record of taking on the liberal media. And winning. Winning. Yeah. And delivering results to the people that elected him. Yeah. And that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. De- Ron DeSantis, and they say, well, DeSantis should be loyal to Trump because Trump got elected. Sure. But DeSantis also then got elected by like a 20x margin the second time around because yeah. of the results that he delivered. Yeah. So that's where we are with that. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to get very contentious for sure. You know, I've made no secret of my position on this. Going to support whoever the nominee is, even if it's some f- rhino which I don't support, which isn't going to happen, by the way. I mean, you know, Tim, Tim, Tim Scott, like, come on, doesn't have a chance in hell. And then today they're talking about how Youngkin might get in the race. No, no, Even though he said he's not going to. Yeah, no, right? stop it. But, and it's like, I love you, Glenn. You're doing a great job here in Virginia. Don't waste your energy. You need to stay in Virginia. Don't, well, he can't stay in Virginia because he's termed out after I, I this term, well, right? It, yeah, but he can run again afterwards. <laughs> Well, if he takes four years it off, takes four years what he off. should do is run for Senate against Tim Kaine. I think he'd have a damn good chance I think so of too. beating Tim no, Kaine. I think so, too. No, I think so, um, too. But, in, but now he could angle for a VP slot, right? And yeah. I guess you could argue, well, you might need to run to angle for that. That's what Tim Scott's doing. He's angling for the diversity VP hire. I mean, that's just what it is, right? Nikki Haley's doing the same thing. Possible woman VP. But, like, the more that these Z-listers clog up the thing that are going to get one, two, three percent. It's not helping anybody. Yeah, but they will potentially be on that debate stage. Sure, sure. I mean, Chris Christie's going to run too. I mean, what chances he have? None. Yeah, none. Um, but they're all going to be on that. I mean, if, if that proposal goes through, which was it, at least forty thousand donors and one percent in the polls. Yeah, which so is that's dumb. everybody. That's everybody. Which is dumb. It should be five percent. I think honestly, I, but I, yeah. I think that having a crowded debate stage does not help anybody. I think that realistically the only two people that have an actual shot at the nomination are Trump and DeSantis. Yeah. And everybody knows it, right? So the RNC would be better suited putting the only people who have a legitimate chance in front of their voters. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll have a Do lot you have of Ace of Fever though? Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. I got some fever, <laughs> but it's not his. Uh. Um. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, the big Second Amendment ruling today, although it's a very limited scope, uh, the Fifth Circuit is going to grant a preliminary injunction against the sh- um, pistol stabilizing brace oh, rule okay. by the ATF, but apparently it will only apply to the Fifth Circuit, which is like Louisiana, Texas, and Mississippi. Oh, so, okay. But that, uh, that does potentially open a door for a larger injunction uh, to speed up the appeal on the merits uh, and potentially also get it up to the Supreme Court. So it's a good step. It's not really, a, you know, it's a big ruling in the fact that it opens the door for us where the door wasn't open at all before. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have to see what happens there. 
Oh, debt ceiling fight. The debt ceiling is still uh, not resolved. But I will say that I do believe that McCarthy is winning right now. Mm. Um, time appears to be running out. certainly yeah. is. However, I do think that McCarthy is currently winning. He's gotten Biden to back down on the fa- – Biden basically has accepted now that there's not going to be a clean debt ceiling yeah. increase. There's, there's going to be some cuts. There's which is cuts. what he was saying was the only option the whole time. Yeah. And if Biden hadn't been the piece of sh- that he's been on this and had actually started discussions earlier, we wouldn't have even been coming up against yeah, this timeline. Right, exactly. So Janet Yellen wrote another ridiculous letter yesterday where she's sending these letters to McCarthy. She should be sending them to Biden. Yeah. Biden's the one standing in the way here, yeah. and his uh, progressive, radical leftist pals in Congress who are, are coming out saying that uh, uh, today, did you see what, um, oh, who was it? it oh, was Rish- J- Jamal uh, uh, Jayapal. Jayapal, yeah. yeah, how there's going to be like blood running through the streets she if, said if, that we, if, if there's cut spending. She said that if yeah. there's any cuts, there's going to be violence in the streets. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, bring it on, We'll have to see that. Yeah. Maybe in mm-hmm. your D plus 9,000 communist district, uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. but uh, for the rest of us, no. Yeah. So if you want to you know, start a Chaz in your neck of the woods, yeah. be, be our guest, but that's not, but that's not what's going to happen. They're also floating the 14th Amendment. Never going to happen. Which is absolutely unconstitutional. And it just, it's, it's just, again, it, it exposes like how illiterate the left is regarding our founding document and how government works. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Well, he was asked... These people make our law storm. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he was asked about this, right? And he had this to say. I'm looking at the 14th Amendment as whether or not we have the authority. I think we have the authority. The question is... Could it be done and invoked in time that it could not would not be appealed and as a consequence past the date in question and still the fall of the debt? Now, our own Kurt Schlichter, who is a uh, I would say legal scholar, uh, yeah. touched on this idea in his VIP podcast called Unredacted. If you haven't listened to it, it's absolutely tremendous. If you're a VIP member, you have access to it, so I highly encourage you to listen. But he makes the point, okay, they could certainly try to do this, right? The Democrats here in this case, they were playing the short game about without thinking about the long-term consequences, similar to how they did with the Supreme Court, right, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah. how'd that turn out for them. If they're willing to expand the power of the executive, we will gladly use that in return once we take power. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, if they want to increase the power, then we will, we will gladly wield it once the time comes. Um, and... This whole idea of the Fourteenth Amendment, I think, is never going to happen. So, yeah. Um, now, of course, it be devastating because let's say let's say he is an idiot and does it right. What happened? And and the courts come back three months later <laughs> and says it was illegal. Then, well, haven't we retroactively defaulted then? <laughs> well, first off, say he comes out and says, "I'm invoking the Fourteenth Amendment." Yeah. What does that even mean? Like. What's the mechanism? Yeah. What's going to actually just create all... I, I don't understand how it would actually help anything. That's all what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's not going to well, just... Know, they would say, it just does. It's, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what and, they would and say. And then you'll ask, but how? And they'll be like, well, it well, just does. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> oh, hi. It's like... it's. A, yeah. They take a Nixonian approach mm-hmm. to it. Now, of course, you know, our homeless vets are, are being uh, kicked to the curb for illegal immigrants... 
and they can't get help from the VA, and we have people starving all over the country, but Ukraine keeps getting more money. Uh, apparently, another chunk of money is being sent to Ukraine, and now they're going to give them F-16s and train them on it, which is a significant escalation. Wow. Uh, yeah. There's wow. A, World War Three. here we go yet again. Um, How many F-16s? I don't know. A lot. Because if it's like eight, then they're, they're going to be blasted out of the sky as soon as they take out. Sure, the, sure, know? sure. But it's it, it's less so the amount. And it's, it's just the act of it. It's yeah. the, you're crossing another line yeah. here. Because yeah, because we already, we already given them M1 Abrams tanks. Just a know? few months ago, we said, oh, yeah, we'll never give them F-16s. Never give them. Well, now, you know, this, is a, this is American involvement here. You know, someone's going to have to train them, right? Yeah. So... Got to have boots on the ground. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Got to have boots on the ground to do that. Um, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, speaking real quickly of a little bit more on the debt ceiling fight here. Um, remember I've been talking about the commercial real estate crisis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But nobody I, else had been talking about yeah, it? Yeah, and you said it's going to come to a head probably by next summer? Mm-hmm. Not this well, summer, not, next summer, right? But next, I'd say next spring. Next spring, maybe. yeah, next spring. Um, now you have people as influential as Jamie Dimon talking about it. And when that starts happening, which, of course, remember where you heard it first, um, <laughs> not financial advice, uh, you know that they're significantly worried about it. Yeah, well, I was reading about San Francisco, downtown San Francisco, where, re- where commercial real estate properties used to be valued in the neighborhood of $300 million. Mm-hmm. You can now buy it for seventy. Mm-hmm. It's completely bought it. It's, it's completely crashed. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, I, I can see why the likes of Jamie Dimon and other bankers and financial institutions are, are, are taking a look at this. Well, and also I, from his point of view, and it's a point that I've made previously, uh, you know, there's only so much that the big banks can do as far as buying up the smaller banks and bailing them out when the crisis hits. And the, the biggest exposure to commercial real estate is medium size, you know, regional type banks. And right now, those are the ones that have the worst liquidity crisis to begin with. Yeah. So imagine what's going to happen once all these assets go toxic and they can't recoup any of their losses on it or can at, you know, a 50% loss. Um, I mean, Silicon Valley took like a 20% loss and then there was a run on the bank because they were going to be insolvent. So, yeah. uh, it's a it's a systemic problem that we're faced with here, and the Fed can only do so much to bail them out too when this happens because it is it, it it's not just hundreds of billions of dollars, it's trillions of dollars of real estate value, and then it also risks leaching into the residential market, which is already teetering on the edge because of overvaluation and super high interest rates. Yep. So there's definitely a problem there, and. It's going to come to a head, and it's yeah. the same thing with the rest of the economy. Everyone's like, oh, well, the recession never showed up. What are I'm you like, talking it's about? There. It's been here for months. Well, the, the data doesn't indicate a specific certain recession, right? We're in sort of a stagnation right now. Things are just e- floating it even, report. right? Yeah. But because of inflation, it feels like a hefty recession because of things getting more expensive. Wages not going up. You can yeah, go down the whole list, yeah. right? But it's waiting. What did I what did I compare it to? I was like, it's just lurking in the background, waiting yeah. to drive that dagger yeah, into our like, back, it's and like it's the, gonna it, come. Yeah, it's like the CIA agents waiting on the grassy knoll. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> some. Would but say. there is a way to stop that. 
which is to buy gold. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll do that now. <laughs> not financial advice. Not financial advice. Here's something we really have to think about. What is happening with the banks? It's literally crazy. Can you imagine what this is going to do to the retirement savings of America? I want to tell you what I heard from Augusta Precious Metals. Gold buying is on fire right now because people want gold IRAs to protect their retirement savings. And get this, if you have 100000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. That's a big deal, a pure gold coin for free. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. Don't let bank failures get you down and learn how you can get started with gold and get your gold coin. Just call 855-222-4997 to learn whether gold can help protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 855-222-4997. Again, 855-222-4997. All right, so, uh, yeah, we got all this going on. The illegal immigration problem continues and nowhere else is it on greater display than in New York City. Have you seen this? What's occurring here? Ooh. How they have nowhere to put them. They're filling up the hotels. They're filling up schools. Oh, the, and the lobbies. With illegals. Yeah. There's crime. There's issues. And even liberal New Yorkers are like, what the f*** is going on here? Yeah, yeah. And apparently, I read this earlier, and I'm not 100% sure this is factual, but I read that so far... The illegal immigration issue in New York City has cost the city a billion dollars. Ugh. Okay? Ugh. And estimated within the next two years to cost $6 billion. Now, that's because they're just giving them everything for free, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, but isn't it very interesting how Joe Biden inflicts this illegal immigration crisis on his own blue city yeah. and then just leaves them out to dry? Yep. Hangs them out to dry. Yep. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, also, apparently, current DHS policy suggests there may be legal impediments to removing an individual who matches in the terror screening database, a.k.a. the terrorist watch list. What? Yep. Yep. This person's a terrorist, but we can't remove him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically great. Basically possible. That's we great. should be removing them immediately, but, yeah. you know, that's how it goes. Well, that was just like last week when they were talking, or I guess it was two weeks ago now, when Texas was successfully repelling the invasion yeah. by putting up razor wire and having their own Department of Public Safety agents there telling the illegals, turn the f*** around and go back to Mexico. Yeah. And our DHS secretary was like, well, that may be illegal. <laughs> I mean, it's the same idea. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, apparently, illegals get treated better in the legal system than Americans, and specifically conservative Americans. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just... It, the whole thing is outrageous. Um, well, they better soak it up because if we win in two years, they're all going away. Yeah. We've got uh, another um, – member. I talked about the Alabama rape last week, right? Yeah. Of uh, the illegal immigrant who ra raped someone in Alabama. Now, a illegal immigrant repeatedly protected by sanctuary policies in Maryland, not too far from here, Montgomery County in Silver Spring, a 20-year-old approached two women who were enjoying lunch. And assaulted them with a machete and then stole their belongings. Oh, my God. Why Why is this tolerated? I don't know. I mean, you know. It, guy, should be, guy should have been shot. Shot well, dead. Yeah, yeah. In the street. Then, you know. Like a dog. <sighs> um, what else? Out the, of control. 
The DOJ is so f***ing out of control. I mean, it, there's more... Everybody needs to be fired over there. I mean, honestly. Like, yeah. It's to a point now where everything, everybody needs to go. Yeah, oh, 100%. But who will have the political courage to do that? We shall see. Well, I would hope that if we get a Republican president, whether it be Trump or DeSantis, either of them will I take a machete to yes. the whole government. Yes. I think it's it's very clear that's, mm. that's what needs to happen. And I think either of them will. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the biggest regrets of the first Trump administration was that he failed to do that. Yeah. Um, so. What was her name? Hmm. The holdover who refused to uh, enforce oh. the, the 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 executive order on immigration. Sally something? Was Sally it? Yates. Yeah, that's what it was. Yates. Yep. Yep. Sally f***ing Yates. Yep. Uh, I have this executive order. Well, I'm not going to follow it. Yep. Yeah. Well, you're fired. That was that's the first sign of trouble. Yeah. First sign of trouble was right there. Um, the U-Haul incident that occurred last night here in Washington, D.C., where a yeah. uh, U-Haul was driven into the security barriers near the right near the White House there. You've been following this story. Yeah, so tell, yeah. tell us what happened, right, okay. first. Yeah. And then let's talk about who the suspect yeah. is. Yeah, in the early morning hours, the, a, a U-Haul decided to intentionally crash into the security barricades near Lafayette Park. It was stopped. No one was hurt. Uh, the suspect was arrested, and of course, there was a Nazi flag found inside. Uh-huh. Laid out on the sidewalk for all the media to see, so of course, every media newsroom was licking their chops like, ooh, is this, uh-huh. is this, a, is this a neo-Nazi? Is this a white nationalist attack? Because Joe Biden had just said that white nationalism is like the greatest existential threat that the country faces right now. And it turns out that it was a 19-year-old, non-white resident of Missouri, Chesterfield, mm-hmm. Missouri. I cannot pronounce his name. Uh, well, I have it right here. It's, I'll give it a uh, try. Saeed, uh, give it a try. Kudlan? It's Sai Varshith Kandula. Kandula, yeah. Of Kandula. Chesterfield, Missouri. Yeah. Charged with threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on the president. Yep. Uh, he wanted to take with... over the government. Yeah, well, that's hilarious. Along... And he, <laughs> among many things other than the flag, they found a notebook filled with writings. So mm-hmm. we ha- might have a manifesto on our hands. Mm-hmm. When that will be released, we don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it was very interesting because uh, this morning we didn't know the name, right, as yeah. I was getting ready to leave yeah, for the know. office. And then the name was announced and immediately gone. Yeah. Out gone. of the news. Got yep. out of the news. They didn't want to show his mugshot. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess we're in the uh, brown man being a white supremacist yeah. news cycle again. Yeah. They tried that for a little bit. And then they're like, yeah, let's just move on yeah. to other stuff. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, that thing in Allen, Texas, that lasted maybe about four days mm-hmm. before they had to move on. Well, this lasted four hours. Yeah, this lasted four so, hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, and it's going to be gone from – it's already oh, gone. it's already but. gone. Yeah, it's it's like – I mentioned – remember Noah Green, mm-hmm. the real attack on the Capitol uh, that happened on April 2nd, 2021? He, he, he rammed the security barricades there. Yeah. Killed a police officer. And then when it was found out that he was black and a follower of Nation of Islam – Absolutely gone. gone. Yep. Vanished. Mm-hmm. Um, the NAACP is warning that Governor Ron DeSantis is so much of a threat <laughs> that black people should not travel to Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's legitimately... It's a, it's a terrorist state, mm-hmm. but it's a great place for spring uh-huh. break. That's what that Democrat... It was uh, Asia Mills... Yeah, well, oh, it's a it's it's a terrorist state. It's becoming a terrorist state. But my spring break there with my family was fantastic. Yep, yep. <laughs> the vice the vice chair of the national board of directors of the NAACP took a spring break vacation there with her family. And on top of that, 
Leon Russell, the chairman of the board of directors of the NAACP, guess where he lives? Mm, Florida. Yeah, Tampa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So, that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's like, okay. I guess they're really afraid Very of Very serious people. Well, they're just afraid of DeSantis becoming president, yeah. so... Which, by the way, record numbers of African Americans moving to Florida for the freedom and the positive business environment. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Speaking of, uh, and this all has to do with the book bans, by the way, that they say, which is all a lot of fake news. But you mean the gay porn bans? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Well, and also uh, now the Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona, who's a basically a card carrying communist, says that quote. Teachers know what is best for their kids because they are with them every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Your kids belong to us. Well, that's exactly what yeah. they're saying. Apparently parents have nothing to do with it anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting. I, I really am interested in how this is going to play out. That education is always kind of a somewhat mid-range topic in most campaigns. Right? Absolutely, Especially yeah. a presidential yeah. usually ranks more towards yeah. the bottom of concerns. I really do think that education is going to play a key role in this 2024 election well, the coming suburbanites up. are awake, man. Yeah. Well, I thought they would have been more in 2022. Maybe they're lost forever. But I think we saw in the Yunkin election that if the messaging is right, yeah. it can really play to yeah. our benefit. And if, it's and not, if it's not too, like, you know, helter-skelter, yeah. The Democrats are going to keep overplaying their hand here, yeah. similar to how McAuliffe did yeah. when he said that parents shouldn't have anything, any say in what oh, their kids are learning in school. That was the kill shot. His right. campaign ended right there. Well, I think we said that day oh, on yeah. this podcast, we're like, that, that's an opening. Yeah. I mean, Youngkin has a really strong opening with that. Yeah. And if that happens again, I really do think that could play a key role. So... Um, Bud Light continues to get absolutely slaughtered in their sales numbers. Yeah. So bad, in fact, that Bud Light is now buying expired beer back from their wholesalers because they can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen some sales oh, at stores yeah. where they're marking down a $20 case of Bud Light to $3. $3? Yeah. Oh, man. I still won't drink that trendy yeah, juice well, for that. Yeah, it's because but, your, your balls will fall off. Well, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's re really interesting to me, and I, I feel like we just talked about this a couple weeks ago. I said, you know what? In in hindsight of how the whole Bud Light thing went with the the tranny, Dylan Mulvaney, um, will these companies continue to double and triple down on the woke, you know, LGBT bull going into Pride Month, right? Because June, oh, yeah, it's you right. know, June's where they all change their logos and do yeah. all that bull. They right? all become gay for a month. Well, yeah, uh, and so. Now, the answer is yes. they didn't learn anything <laughs> didn't learn because <laughs> Ford last week released this outrageous ad. Oh, redefining uh, masculinity with the truck and everything. Well, yeah, as yeah. if as if the gays drive pickup trucks. Yeah. Another missed, like yeah, your audience not yeah, yeah okay, yeah. and then now the really bigger one is Target, and Target is in a meltdown right now. And in fact, apparently their management called an emergency meeting this afternoon to discuss how they're going to walk this back because people are not happy with what's going on yeah, in Target right now. they have all that trend all over the kids' section. Well, not only that, 
it, they not and not just messaging endorsing this stuff. Yeah, they have bathing suits made for tucking for kids. <laughs> okay, they have toddlers stuff with trans slogans all over it. They have um, apparently what's it called where you wear something really tight around your uh, breasts to keep them from growing oh yeah binding or yeah, something binding. like that yeah. that's for the, the the women's that want to become men yeah 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 so this is what they're doing uh, apparently also they reportedly hired an lgbt satanist to create designs to sell in this pride category uh. for june and now the corporate people are like holy yeah we need to get this out of here now yeah. Um, All they had to do, simp- one product, that rainbow neck pillow. <laughs> that's all yeah. they. That's all they needed to fill. <laughs> listen, listen. You listen. know, I, mean, I, I don't that's, mind. That's inclusive for everybody. It's having a neck pillow. That's a rainbow. I mean, I would never buy it, but like you know, it's you know, you don't have to have the bathing suit or having Satanist themed. Apparently, Satanist themed. Well, trans- the one that I have is for the kids stuff. Okay, because if you yeah. if you want to sell adults. That stuff, whatever you could do that, yeah. right? The, but the six year old stuff designed yeah. for little kids, yeah, it's little gross. boys and girls that are you know th- this th- they have toddler like it, it's just gross and it's sick and it's all part of what we've talked about. Yeah, it's all part of it. They're coming for your kids. Yeah. that's what they're doing, and you have to stand up and fight back, and you have to stop shopping at Target. You have to make it hurt because. There's one thing that the Bud Light experience <laughs> has shown <laughs> is that if we truly set our minds to it, a boycott does work. Yeah. Bud Light is down 30% year over year. The number one selling beer in the United States, yeah. down 30% to the point where they can't even pay people to take it. Okay? Yeah. So clearly, there is a line yeah. that can be crossed. And if you make it uncool to do something, it works. Yeah. And so that's I think that's what's happening to Target right now, and that's yeah. why their management, their upper management. Yeah. Remember today, the motto: If you go gay, your profits go away. Yeah. <laughs> go. Uh, go I prefer woke, go woke or broke. broke. It's know, more yeah. encompassing. It's more because, encompassing. Yeah, because yeah. it's most of the trans. That's, it's that's the keys that are really yeah, f- really f- up. Um, but know your audience. Like, like, come on! Like they have the marketing data for all this. Well, it's like it, is you know, it, it? I mean, are like, they really afraid of of the as they call it the the gay mafia coming to the, after these mm-hmm, people? Mm-hmm. The, the L.A. Dodgers certainly were afraid. Yeah, well, but what yeah. I think the we'll problem, get into that in a second. The, the, is that, is that there? I don't know if I have okay. that on here. Yeah. Uh, the pro we can talk about that, but the yeah. problem is, and we've talked about this. You made this point a couple years ago. Yeah. That now all these woke losers, the young people, yeah, are. Gaining positions of power inside yeah. of corporate America. Yeah. And that's what's happening. They're transforming from the inside. Yeah. And that's really their goal. Yeah, um, they have it mellowed, which is... Yeah. Uh, yep. It's out of control. But, yeah, I mean, like, the LA Dodgers, they had that uh, drag, anti-Catholic drag group, right? What, was mm-hmm. it, what were they called again? Sisters of something? I, I forget. Mia um, wrote about it today. But, yeah, it's basically an ant... It's a, it's a drag nun group. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that they're anti-Catholic. Yeah. They're Vicious anti-Catholic so. bigots. Yeah. And they were initially... Invited. Invited. And then, then disinvited. Removed. Yeah. And then there was a big uproar, mm-hmm. brouhaha, mm-hmm. and now they're back yeah. for the L.A. Dodger Pride Night, which is I think is next week or something. 
Mm-hmm. So I, that's that's what I mean by the mafia. But but now the Dodgers are getting shown the backlash, where many lifelong fans that even I know yeah are like them and this yeah not going to another Dodgers game Ooh. not going to watch them Ooh. um and yet you know it may be a drop in the bucket but I do think that that one's going to hurt them in the long run too yeah because people are people are sick of it. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. People yeah. are now reaching their breaking points where they can no longer just say, ah, I'll just deal with it because, you know, my favorite yeah. actor is a crazy lib yeah. or, you know, the you know my favorite sports team or this or that. Yeah. Now people are fighting back. Yeah, it's like shut the f*** up and throw out the first pitch and start the game. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. We, 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 we don't need these extracurriculars. The only mm-hmm. extracurriculars that I approve of is, at, like, for example, Nats Park when they have the, the, the president's race. <laughs> well, that's, Same thing yeah. as Strange. Yeah. You know, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just play the damn game, mm-hmm. for God's sakes. Well, it's they just don't. I I don't understand how. Okay, let's let's take it in an easier an easier yeah. analogy here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our audience are conservatives, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If we published something so liberal that people were in uproar, I would say to whoever published it. Don't do that again. Mm-hmm. Instead, they triple down and yeah. say, F- all of you yeah. who are our readers and our yeah. payers, yeah. and you, you should come you, around to the other Yeah, you will, like, like, you will like abortion and you will yeah, like it. I'm yeah, I'm like, wh- how, how is this smart business? It's just, yeah, it's bad business. Yeah. And But they will, you know, Eric Erickson said this a long time ago, many years ago at a, a conference I went to. They will make you care. Yeah. They will make you – they are the hordes of Mordor and they will make you care. Whatever space that can be used or cordoned off for being like, you know, apolitical like sports mm-hmm. or, you know, some – has to be infested. Yeah. Beer. Drinking beer has now been yeah. ruined. Yeah. So they will find ways to make you care. You can't be Switzerland. They will make you make a decision. And I think that in itself drives people insane. Yeah. They can't escape the noise. You know? Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And that's actually one of the things that disappoints me most about Trump right now is – and I, I, I do get where, you know, he's coming from saying we can't go too heavy on the culture war because our country is being destroyed in a lot of other ways. But at the same at the same time, it's disappointing to me because a lot of the societal rot – that's occurring in this country that's leading to yeah. the breakdown of civilization, right? And the breakdown of the society is from the woke left yeah. and our inability to effectively yeah. fight the culture war and our our previous strategy in many ways that has been detente. Let's just, you know, let's just ignore it. Yeah. yeah. It'll go away. It'll burn itself out. Yeah. No, it's yeah, not. Didn't. And and it we took over all the and school boards and look what happened right yeah. we've been getting rolled for years yeah. silently because we refused to fight back and now finally there is a fighter in the culture war who has had great success in his own state and in his own right in DeSantis yeah and Trump's attacking him for it yeah and trying to say that Disney won which is just an outright lie and we're going to talk more about that yeah, in the coming yeah, weeks yeah, yeah. Uh, because now 60% of conservatives are much more likely to not patronize Disney in any way yeah. than they were before because of DeSantis' fight against them. Yeah. 
And so, and he's been very successful yeah. in that fight. We're going to talk about that more because that's becoming a sticking yeah. point in this primary. Yeah. Is Trump's like, oh, he's losing to the mouse. No, he's not losing no, he's to the not. mouse, actually. And, he's crushed the mouse. And, and, yeah, yeah. He and, single-handedly got the CEO of a, a multi-hundred billion dollar well, organization. Got him fired. Fired. Yeah, got him fired. Yeah. Culture and politics are intertwined. It is the future. You know, what, what, what's that saying? Culture is downstream from politics. That was Breitbart. That was Breitbart. Andrew Breitbart. You know? And he was so right about yeah, that. You know, yeah. it's it's they're intertwined. And politics get, is downstream from culture. Downstream. There you go. There you go. That's how, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And it's But just, that's what it is. That's the, Yeah. You, you cannot ignore it. And the it's, war has to be fought. Yeah. You just can't be. Um, whether you whether you like Trump or yeah. whether you like DeSantis, there has to be one agreement here. The war, the culture war has to be fought against the left. It is all encompassing. It is corporate. It is the education system. Yeah. It is the media. It is sports, pop culture. All Everything. of it is all together. Everything. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, all this yeah. is all designed yeah. to make your kids insane, rabid liberals. Yeah. That's what it comes we down can't, to. We can't be the ostriches sticking our heads in the sand anymore. Like that, you know, the Hamlet, work. The Hamlet strategy of, you know, retreating into a fortress of, you know, conservatism and re- reason. That, that's done. Mm-hmm. We have to come out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, it's out of control now. They've yeah. destroyed beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, and, and, and in some ways, it's a little bit uh, anti-conservative in the fact that some of the laws that it's going to take to effectively beat this back are some big government-type oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I do see that point of view. But it, it, it the strategy just wasn't working. Yeah. And when the strategy does not work for a decade, you switch it up. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. It has to be switched up. And there's also great risk with this because, you know, one major issue in this culture war, it, it, I know you don't like talking about it, but it's abortion. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure you, you know this as, as much as I do. Our side fails miserably trying to message on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's like a massive, you know, weakness on like the right flank there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to figure it out because this whole, you know, six week ban, 12 week ban, 15 week, 20 week, it's, it's, there, there needs to be a, 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 some sort of consensus here, something because, yeah. I, I mean, I, and I know I, it, it, it's frustrating, but, but the like, problem is we I... need, we need a foundation because we can't have all this, 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 this Swiss cheese like, you know, argument regarding this issue, you know? Uh, I don't know if I agree with that because I think that the states should be allowed to legislate however those states want to legislate because in Florida... Well, well in principle, I, I agree. In but Florida, you know, they you passed... Know yeah. Our side's going to f*** that up. Well, sure, sure, sure. But in Florida, they passed a six-week ban. That's what the that's, Florida that's legislature want. wants, yeah. right? Who who are is are we nationally? I, I I don't want I don't want a national abortion law, because well, I think that opens up more problems than it does. right. It does. Right. It does. No, I I agree with you. Well, but. because now so now we're gonna say as conservatives, oh, nationally we're gonna pass a twenty week ban. Does that mean that states can go further than that, or yeah. can they not? Yeah. Because if you're gonna say it's a twenty week ban, well then. If Florida has the six-week ban and we say that they can do that as a state, they, yeah. well, then New Jersey has the same argument that they can go to the flip side 
by 14 weeks and say, well, it's 34 weeks. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut's already codified Roe. Right. So yeah. and very, very good. I, dude, I, I love the que- very good questions. Our side has yet to answer them, and I'm saying that's a problem <laughs> because the left is going to bring that out into the forefront and we're going to be caught flat-footed. Yeah. Or even worse, have a Todd Aiken-like moment where we say something that sounds I, just absolutely awful. Yeah. And it's going to f- I think that – I mean we're already well, losing I think big what the message has to be – and it has to be done well. Yeah, is that when when Roe was overturned as an illegal precedent, right? Yeah. Unconstitutional. Yes, yes. That returned the power to legislate on this issue through the Tenth Amendment to the states. Yeah, and the states have every right to set their own boundaries and guidelines. Um, That's I, a good start. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I don't. Unfortunately, a lot of the people who are at the forefront of this aren't aren't saying that. <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, they're saying sure. ban it all, and I'm like, ah. yeah, me, me personally, yeah. I think that Florida's probably too far. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but but that's what the people legis- decided. That's yeah, what I their agree. legislature yes. voted on, and their legislature was overwhelmingly voted in. You know, yeah. so and, just, and I'm just saying, we often, oftentimes, our side has the tendency to step on a landmine, and we lose like seven states. DeSantis that. is going to have to answer that. Yeah. However, I will say, as far as coherent answering and messaging on that. I strongly put my trust in DeSantis to answer that than Trump, who doesn't even know what the Supreme Court ruling did. Yeah, that's, that's when he answered that, that shit at the that, at the CNN town hall. God. I'm like, well, that's not I know. factual. <laughs> I know. But, but, he's but, he's but, like, but, but, he's like, yeah. well, we wanted it to go back to the states, but it didn't go back to the states. And I'm like, actually, yeah, it did it go did. back to the states. I know. So like, you got to get your messaging correct. Yeah. Either way, for us, the okay. problem it's going to be. A Show. It is. It is. It is. I mean, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm just. I'm prepared for it. And it. Ha- and it's gonna be. Yeah. So. Um, I just. I'm just. I'm hoping. We have I wonder to, what the fallout will be. Yeah, I think. I think people are just gonna have to get over it, and yeah. if, like, there's no good solution that's gonna yeah. please anybody or everybody. That's true. On that. That's true. Um, and I think that the messaging from the party, which is a disaster. And the messaging from the candidate, whoever it may be, has to be that the Supreme Court ruled that that prior precedent of Roe yeah. was unconstitutional, yeah. and it put the power to legislate back, back, back to the state. And people, states can decide, and they can yeah. they can uh, you know talk to their legislatures and advocate to their legislatures on what they want. Um, and you know it, it's the same. It's the same idea as like if you really care that much about abortion. Uh, being legal, then go live in a state where it's legal. Yeah, conservatives have had to deal with this forever. Yeah, why do you think that people are moving to red states in droves that are conservatives because they want to go live in freedom? Yeah, you know, so it's uh, both and, of us, dude. You and I, we both grew up in the communist state of New Jersey right, for our right. entire lives, and not that it's uh, necessarily a great winning argument there, but we have to find a way to blunt the attack. And simultaneously turn it around. Yeah. And because if you look at the polling on that topic, we actually have most people that would agree with oh, our take on especially, this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, abs- no late-term abortions right. whatsoever. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I agree, agreed. But it's just selling that. Is, is, is a whole other animal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, I also – and now yeah. I'm a guy, so I really don't give a f- but I, I, my, my point of view is we need to just have a line that we go to, and everybody needs to parrot it, yeah. and shut the f- 
up about it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, keep yeah, on moving I mean, along, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And and on the same point, man, you I mean also our side needs to stand firm on, you know, protecting kids from the transgender, because that's also people right. are overwhelmingly right. with us on that, especially you know the whole like doling out puberty blockers behind mm-hmm. parents' backs, talking about it in schools, you know, mutilation sur- surgeries for minors. No one's for that. Mm-hmm. No one's for that. So don't let the CBS nightly news report showing how everyone's crying and and getting arrested at these state capitals sway you from um, holding that position if you feel otherwise. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's always going to be abortion radicals on both sides. For sure, yes. And that's just kind of how it's going to be. Now, of course, the liberals get the entire media platform and structure to advance their pro-abortion agenda. Yeah, So and Hollywood, too. Yeah, top of so that, I so. would hope that... That Rana over at the RNC would be thinking about how do we message that going into 2024. And I will also say that there was probably a recency bias having to do with the midterms and the fact that the ruling came out three to four months before we were voting in that. Yeah. By the time 2024 rolls around, it'll be an issue, but it won't be as open of a wound of an issue because states will have handled their own legislatives yeah. at that point. Um, you know, New Jersey did theirs yet. Florida, you know, Texas, all of them are are settling their own thing, right? Yeah. So at least that's my hope. Yeah. But but I will say, I did warn about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I said, you I do did. worry the fact that this will you be overturned did. will be a very bad, bad thing to happen for the yeah. midterm because it is and a, for it, us it is overall a, it's a hypercharged emotional issue sure and there is and some there, people there, i mean it is loaded with nuance some people will say that saving all those babies is worth taking electoral losses yeah, i don't know i don't know about don't that know. yeah if you take so many losses <laughs> that now there is a federal law guaranteeing abortion on demand that's taxpayer funded i'm not so sure Listen, that's a worthy when, crusade when we're all in re-education camps i'll come yeah. back yeah, and see exactly. if that, you yeah, agree yeah. with that i'll be so, yelling avenge me yeah, yeah. From the <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so we'll see about that but you know we kid kind of <laughs> yeah yeah we kid um, but maybe not all right biden gaff of the day here we got to wrap this up running short on time oh uh, no you wrote this one. Yeah. Let's take a listen. My son was a major in the U.S. Army. Lost him in Iraq. This service from Bronze Star by Kilol. All about country. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yet again. I, I, I mean, we. there are many lies. We all know that. Yeah. I think this is his worst one. It's his work because well, his son didn't die. Exactly. That the thing is, like, he's trying to score points off of his dead son, and he's trying to portray himself as a gold star parent. I'm like, bro, no. Your son died of cancer, not yeah. in combat. And you say this in front of you, like U.S. service members. Well, the thing, and like, I, the thing is, he. What, what was the context there of him saying that? Oh, uh, I don't know. He, the problem I, that I have with yeah. is when he's talking to people who have lost children. Oh, like the 13 soldiers who died in the suicide bombing yeah. in Afghanistan when we left? Yeah. Or just in general, he does this a lot to try yeah. to defuse the situation. Um, he invoked it during the State of the Union, too. Yeah. When he's talking to people who have suffered actual like, loss because of in combat, combat yeah. or you know people being killed yeah. by illegals and stuff like yeah. that. He's like, well, I lost a son, too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah dude, I get it. But not yeah. – be, because it's because your son got sick. Yeah. 
Not he, because he, he was murdered yeah. or because he was, you know, but died in combat. But he says he died in Iraq. I'm like, no, right. he died of brain cancer in, in Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. it, it's not the same, my yeah. man. No, totally. It's not. Totally. And stop trying to use that and, and trying to pull this fake Gold Star parent card. Mm-hmm. Because everyone can see right through it. It's 100%. It's the worst lie, I think. I mean, it's the worst. Yeah, and he tells a lot. So yeah. I mean, now granted, I mean, like, you know, it runs in the family because Hunter Biden's also a piece of too so they're yeah. all they're all horrible people yeah. apparently but like to just like use your son's rotting carcass as to, to score points whatever well uh, yeah especially after hunter went and then slept with his widow yeah like some <laughs> hamlet it's so weird. weird and then you know is that before or after the the m&ms on she's oh, all right we're good Chateau Chateau we're good we're good we're good we're good, <laughs> we're good. so uh of course as you know if you enjoy triggered and want it uncensored Become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. We love all of you who are VIPs, and there are so many of you. So if you want to get into this club of patriots, go to townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 50% off. Still offering 50% off. And, of course, because you are triggered listeners, for me, you get the unconditional money-back guarantee. If you don't like VIP, I will give you your money back, but I promise you that you will love it. And you will get triggered uncensored. You'll get a ton of other shit. It's a. It's literally so much great VIP members only content. I mean, Kurt's podcast. And if you're a, if you become a VIP gold member, you get it across the board at all six of our sites. Um, we're gonna have so much coverage for you coming into the 2024 election, which is really kicking off this week with our two real candidates, not these uh, Z-list candidates who have no shots. So. We're going to have you covered from every angle, of course. Um, we've we've got uh, people that will be covering both campaigns. We're really working on a great coverage plan for all of you. We're going to have debates coming up. It's going to be a very, very interesting time. Um, I think, what are we now, uh, four, 14, 16 months from the election? And that time's going to fly by. So feels like six years yeah. because we have to deal with Biden yeah. destroying our country. And that's why we have yeah. to win this election. So dragging if, himself into the uh, White House at eleven thirty, you know. Yeah, like that's another. That's another thing. You know, for VIP, you get all that content, but you are directly funding all of the journalism we're doing at Town Hall. That includes Julio at the border, Mia exposing these people, uh, these child molesters, these tranny enablers. We are doing so much work over here to try to expose these leftists for what they are. So townhallvip.com, use the promo code SAVEAMERICA, 50% off. Thank you to all of you who are VIPs. Thank you to all of you who listen to Triggered. We love you. We do this show for you. Um, And don't forget, five-star ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us beat the big tech algorithms. And, of course, we will be back here on Thursday for another episode of Triggered. See you then.